0: Welcome, everybody, to Balls Don't Lie. It's been a couple weeks. We're going to talk about two Bears wins on today's episode, one over the Giants briefly, and then one on Thanksgiving Day over the Detroit Lions. After that, I want to look at the NFC playoff standings because that's all we have to do. The Bears still have a shot. And if we're not going to have hope, then who is? It's not realistic, but there could be a path. So we're going to look at the schedules going forward and see how the Bears might be able to sneak in the playoffs, at least to give us some hope for the rest of the season. All of that after a word from our sponsor. Welcome everybody to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, Regular Steven. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, got to spend time with your families, eat a bunch of wonderful food. I certainly did. I certainly did. Thanksgiving Day, went down to my mother's house in Indianapolis, uh, just south of Indy. Had some wonderful food, hung out with some family. It was a really nice day, really nice day. Also, got to see the Bears win, which was really nice. Got to see the Cowboys lose, which I appreciated as well. So we're going to talk about moving forward, kind of where the Bears stand, and especially now with the game coming up against Dallas. It's been a couple weeks. We wanted to do more podcasts last week. I wanted to do more podcasts last week. I was able to do a Cubs podcast and a the way I see it. But I also wanted to do a Bears podcast with uh, work and traveling to see family and things. It just didn't work out, you guys. So today, it's going to be a little twofer. We're not going to talk much about the Giants game because that's old news, old news. And it wasn't really that great of a game to talk about in the first place. Bears did win, but, you know, it was ugly. It was a little ugly. But before we get into all that, I need you guys to like, share, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Radio Public. There's no excuse to not listen to the show, guys. No excuses. Like, share, and subscribe. Share with your friends if you're into the show. Share on your social medias. If you have a Twitter and you like our show, maybe share the link to our show. That always helps the show, you guys, and we always appreciate it. If you feel like leaving a donation, you can always do that as well to uh, support our hard work. We appreciate any way you want to get involved with the show. To interact with us on Twitter, we are at BallsDon'tLiePod. That's balls with a Z, and that's been a lot of fun as well, a lot of fun. We have created some new, well, I shouldn't say we, Anton created some new uh, podcast cover art. Our logo has changed. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but we have now a logo. We have one main logo, and now we have logos for when we talk about the Steelers, Bears, Kentucky, Cubs, Tampa Bay Rays, Lakers, All that good stuff. It's really kind of cool. So you'll see us, you'll notice on there on Twitter when, okay, let's say the Steelers are playing on Sunday. I noticed Anton obviously changed our, uh, you know, our our profile picture to the Balls Don't Lie Steelers logo, which is awesome. And when I'm talking about the Bears or when I'm doing Kentucky games on Twitter, I changed it over to the Kentucky thing. So it's kind of cool. It's a lot of fun. uh, Just kind of branching out with that. Still working on those kinds of things, but I really like where those are headed. I think it's, I think they're really good. So I hope you guys like that too. So yeah, get out, get at us on Twitter. It's been a lot of fun. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk, touch about the uh, touch or talk on either one, or you can mix them up and say touch. Uh, we'll talk about the Bears' uh, 19 to 14 victory over the Giants. Nothing crazy good, you guys. Nothing crazy good, but it did show some signs of life uh, there in the third quarter. Bears scoring 16 points. They did botch the whole two-point conversion slash turns into a missed extra point, 48-yard extra point. That was ugly. It was ugly. Uh, Trubisky, 25-41 of 41 for 278 and a touchdown. I uh, did have the two interceptions that weren't very good. Uh, Allen Robinson, really nice game. Six catches for 131 and a touchdown. Uh, but the thing I liked about that game was it just showed a little bit of promise. You saw kind of going into the half, they scored the field goal before the half. And then coming out of the half, you know, coming out of halftime in the half time and then third quarter and then, you know, scoring on three straight possessions. And, you know, it was just it was good to see. It was good to see kind of just have the team get some momentum. They looked like they were starting to feel good, have some fun. Trubisky showed some flashes in that game, made some better throws. Um, but, you know, again, you're playing the Giants. You, you, you'd think... Uh, When you're playing one of the worst defenses and one of the teams that gives up the most pass yards and and one of the worst pass defenses in the league, you'd be able to put on more than 19 points. But they didn't and uh, whatever. But they were able to hang on in that game for a win. It just felt nice to win again. You know, after you, uh, you know, kind of go through that rut. They had the four losses and then they were able to beat the Lions, but then they kind of lost some of that feel good when they lost to the Rams. So coming out and beat the Giants, a team that you should beat, um, that's one thing I want to say. It's not that we're getting super excited because our last three wins are over the two over the Lions and one over the Giants. It's not to say that that's anything to be super proud about or, or too excited about, but for a while there, you guys... The Bears were looking like one of those teams. We were looking like we were going to have a record like the Giants or the Lions. I mean, they really they really looked like they could have folded it in. And that's one thing I will say about this team. I'm proud of them for not just kind of folding it in. Everything was going wrong. The criticism was through the roof. Trubisky, you know, the criticism of the offense. Even you were starting to hear a lot of criticism of the defense. But they were able to find a way to still go out there and try to win some games, which and you can say teams, all teams try to do that. But there also is something in you where you start looking at the standings and you look and you go, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe we're not going to be able to come back in this. And this, it's easy for guys to just, you know, kind of mail it in, but they're not doing that. And because they're not doing that, and because they came out on Thanksgiving Day and got a 24 to 20 win over the Lions, they're kind of in the picture, kind of. They still have meaningful games to play. And that's one thing that's cool for me as a Bears fan. Because even though it's disappointing the way the season was supposed to go. Even though this season is disappointing compared to that. And it still could have been one of those seasons. Even if you just take two plays. You don't run into the punter against Oakland. And you make a field goal against the Chargers. And we're 8-4. and four. So, I mean, you could this season could be very different. But... They do still have games to play with meaning. And I think that's something that is exciting because when we were sitting there with three wins and we had lost four straight, it really looked like the things were gonna go off the rails. So I'm just happy we have meaningful games. And part of that was in was due in fact to uh, the way they played against the Lions. 24 to 20, okay? Comeback win, I would say. Not really a comeback. But they needed a drive late in the game, and they were down. They were trailing. Trubisky goes 29 of 38 for 338 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I would say it was his best game of the year. The last two games, he's finally been able to get over 250 yards, which it was. He wasn't even throwing for 100 yards or 200 yards. I mean, in most of those games they had before. So to see the offense, the passing game in particular, kind of start moving, has been really nice. Three touchdowns, one interception. The interception was was not real good, but the three touchdowns were nice. This was a game which are basically where you started to see professional throws, throws that professional quarterbacks should make. Some over the shoulders, some where was actually leading guys instead of throwing behind. It was good. He had some nice throws in this game. He looked really good. There's still some things to work on, but anytime you see improvement, you got to go with it. you just got to go with it. Montgomery, 16 carries for 75 yards. That's a 4.7 average. Much, much better. Wide receivers. Wide receivers stepped it up a little bit. Anthony Miller, nine catches, 140 yards. He had a really nice game. And two humongous catches on third downs on that last drive, which we will get to. Allen Robinson, eight catches for 86 and a touchdown. Javon Wims, five catches for 56 yards. In terms of targets, Anthony Miller, 13 targets, Allen Robinson, 12. Javon Wims, six. Those were your high target guys. Uh, Horstead and Montgomery both had touchdown catches as well. So... Spread it out a little bit, but it was nice to see Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson kind of take take uh, take care of business. Javon Williams looked pretty good. Still does some bonehead stuff, but in terms of a tall, long target, I like that guy. I like him. Bears got things started off right. Cordell Patterson, 57-yard return. That was something that happened in this game that hadn't happened. I don't feel like all year. I'm not. I don't remember the last time. It seemed like I didn't know if the Bears were ever going to score on their first possession ever again with the way they've been struggling in the first half. But Cordell Patterson, 57-yard return, and then the Bears finish it off, and that's when Allen Robinson gets his touchdown catch on that first drive. That was nice to see. That was really it was nice to see. I mean, we're talking about things that seem so simple, but with as bad as our offense has been, almost anything, guys, anything seems to feel good. Anytime the offense does something good, that's how bad it's been. First downs, stringing together some first downs. Man, that's nice to see. They were having a hard time getting first downs. for that, And during that four-game stretch, whoo, man, it was horrible. It was horrible. They're starting to look like an NFL offense, finally. And it's helping. You notice the defense's energy seems to be higher. They're playing for something now. The offense is helping out. Offense is helping out. Roquan Smith, really nice game. 15 tackles, two sacks. Kwiatkowski, he's been playing really well, stepping in for Danny Trevathan. Really well. I wish we could have Danny Trevathan back, but Kwiatkowski might be getting himself a long-term deal. He's stepped in really well, done a lot better in coverage than people thought he was going to do. So that's been nice. Defense played pretty well. Eddie Jackson was able to get his first interception on the year uh, late in the game. On that last drive. So that was cool. Cool to see. Bears down 20 to 17. This is when you need your quarterback to go help your team out. And that's exactly what he did. You're down 20 to 17. They go on a nine play, 90 yard drive. And there were two third downs. It was third and five or third and six. I think they were both third and five or third and six. And they end up completing a thirty-five and a thirty-two yard pass on each one of those. And at the time you're looking going, no. And then, and then it ended up working. It ended up working. Trubisky throwing deep balls on third and five. It's like, what the hell? But it worked. It worked. Anthony Miller with a couple nice catches. There were a couple of really great throws by Trubisky. And they march right down the field. March right down the field. 90 yards. Who would have thought that? I remember last year, there were some games where Trubisky had drives like that. Where he, whenever it needed to be clutch, he was clutch. He was pretty good on third downs. He usually could get him out of some trouble. It wasn't that he was having blow up games. But look, I'll take some of these interceptions. Some of these interceptions are gonna happen. And that doesn't really bother me as much as the not even being able to throw for 200 yards. If you're not throwing for 200 yards, It's not like it's because we're running the ball all the time. We're not Baltimore out here where Lamar Jackson's running for 200. So many many yards you're going to gain. But for Trubisky now to finally in back-to-back games get over 250 and this game 338 yards passing, that's exactly what you need to see. Interceptions are going to happen. The best quarterbacks throw interceptions. Those are going to happen. I'll take them. I'll live with them. But give me some yards. Let's string some drives together. And that's what they've been able to do. That's what they did against the Lions. That's what they looked like they were starting to do in the second half against the Giants. And things stalled out. But then they picked up where they left off against the Lions. Lions game wasn't perfect. You only scored 24 against the Lions. That's nothing crazy. But it's an NFL game. It's an early game on a Thursday against a division opponent you just played a couple weeks ago. You take it. You take it. When things are looking like they were going to come out of there with a loss, and then you're able to squeak out a win, you take it. You live to fight another day. You live to fight another day. The Bears aren't the only team that had high expectations that are struggling. They're not. You got the Rams out there at 7-5. The Cowboys are 6-6. We'll talk about them more in a second. The Eagles just went and lost to the Dolphins. The Eagles are 5-7. Looking like trash. The Bears are in it. And we're going to talk about that. I want to go through, after a break, let's take a quick break here. I want to go through and look at the playoff standings and look at the schedules for a couple of teams that we need to jump and just see if it's possible for the Bears to still be in the playoff hunt. They are in it, but is it realistic they could get in? We'll talk about that a little bit more after the break. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Balls Don't Lie. Before the break, I said we're going to look at the schedules and standings and see where the Bears are at. So, Thursday night, Bears play the Cowboys. Every game for the Bears from this point on, obviously, is a must-win. Simply because the teams we're chasing, like, we need help, and we need to help ourselves, but we can't help that much because we are three games behind in the lost column of the team that we're trying to catch so let's look at the standings real quick 49ers this is we're just gonna do nfc 49ers sitting in the one spot at a 10 and 2 record saints in the two spot with also a 10 and 2 record packers at nine and three they would be the third seed the six and six cowboys Whew. that's your four seed because they're their division leader right now NFC East is horrible. Seahawks at five are nine and two and you got the Vikings at six at eight and three. now a couple things are gonna change possibly. the one thing that could change you have the Vikings and the Seahawks playing tonight on Monday Night football. so the winner of that game if it's the Seahawks they stay a little and you know they stay in contention with 49ers for the division. And also, they would gain another game. If the Vikings can win this game, they will flip with the Seahawks. They will both be nine and three, but the Vikings would be the five, and the Seahawks would be the six. Now, I will get into a little bit of a sidebar discussion here. I'm curious what you all think. Should we reseed? Do the division winners need to be a four seed? Like let's say the Cowboys go seven and nine, but they win their division, or eight and eight and they win their division. Should they be the four seed? Should they host a game? Should the Seahawks, let's say the Seahawks, let's say the 49ers finish 14 and 2, and the Seahawks finish 14 and 2. Or 13 and 3. Let's say 13 and 3, because I think those two teams play each other one more time. We'll say the Seahawks go thirteen and three. Should they have to go to Dallas to play an eight and eight Dallas team just because they won their crap division? I don't think so. I don't think they should. I don't feel like home field advantage should work like that. I'm also would be willing to consider division winners not even automatically getting into the playoffs because it's hard for me when a team plays in a division that's that bad and can't stack up wins against their own crap division because if you're coming out of your division at eight and eight that means everybody else in your division's horrible too and you got to play those teams six times total I guess there's got to be something for winning your division. It's got to mean something. Otherwise, you wouldn't play your division teams twice each. But I think I'd be open to that. I'd be open to it in baseball, too. There's other sports I'd be open to it. I don't think it's fair that some of these teams, just because they win their division with a crap record, get to host games, don't have to deal with wildcard scenarios, It just doesn't seem right to me. Doesn't seem right to me. But maybe that's a discussion for a different time. Anyways, you'd have the Cowboys at 6-6. The Eagles, after losing to Miami, are 5-7. So they're still obviously in contention there. Which is why the Bears need to beat the Cowboys big time on Thursday night. Need to get the head-to-head on that tiebreaker. Simply because we need a couple things to happen. Let's look at the Vikings' schedule moving forward. The Bears play the Cowboys at Green Bay, at home against the Chiefs, and then at Minnesota. The good thing about our schedule is we play the Vikings one more time. So we need the Vikings obviously with the Bears being 6-6 six and, six, and the Vikings being 8-3. We obviously need to tie in losses. But one of those is in our hands and we have to win all our games anyways. So at least we have one of the losses that we can give them ourselves. We do have the Rams ahead of us at 7 and 5 and they do own the tiebreaker. So we're going to look at their schedule as well because we need them to finish 9 and 7. We need the Vikings to finish 10 and 6 and we obviously have to win the rest of our games to go 10 and 6 as well and then we'll have the tiebreaker over the Vikings. And we need the Rams to go 2 and 2 in their next four. So let's take a look at how that happens. Obviously this is all content Y'all, you, you know, all hangs on the Bears winning the next four games. It's a humongous if. Humongous if. Guys, again, this is not likely. I'm not saying that it's likely. I'm not saying that because we've beaten the Lions twice and the and the Giants once, that that means we're going to beat the Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, and Vikings in four straight weeks. That's kind of foolish, to be honest with you. However, since we're not having the season we thought we were going to have, at least we have games that matter. At least this Cowboys game matters. At least if we win, it could mean something. If we just keep winning. It's something to play for. The games do matter. The games matters, though. You lose this Cowboys game, we're probably done. Probably done. Not to say that we're not done anyways. But mathematically, there's a, there's a route that we can get there. So, the Vikings have five games left. And we need them to lose three of them. The first one that would be nice for them to lose would obviously be tonight. At Seattle. Looking at their schedule. We really need them to lose this one. Because then they have the Lions at home. Then they go at LA Chargers. And then they're home against the Packers and the Bears. Okay. Let me do this hypothetical let's say they lose to the Seahawks Seahawks are a two and a half point favorite this should be a really good game but let's just say they lose at Seattle and then we're gonna say at home against David Blau or Driscoll whoever's playing quarterback for the Lions they get a win and then they go to the Chargers which I'm gonna give them a win but that could be a game they could lose, just simply because you never know. Going out west, Phillip Rivers still playing. But the big ones here, you got to hope that Green Bay their last two games. You got to hope that Green Bay is still playing for something, which they will be. If if the Vikings are sitting there at this point, that would make them 10-4. And, and Green Bay is 9-3. not sure what their rest of their schedule is, but let's say... They're, they're still sitting there with three losses or four losses. This game means something for the division with them and, and, the, and, the, and the Vikings. So obviously Green Bay is going to still be playing for something. So you got to hope Green Bay. We just need Green Bay. We're not catching Green Bay, obviously. We need Green Bay. We need Green Bay to win out. That'd be fine. Just go ahead and win the division, but take care of the Vikings. Take care of the Vikings. So that's a loss. And then you get the Bears game at the end of the year. So that would put them right where we need them. That would put them right where we need them. They'd be 10-5 going into the last week with the Bears where we could be 9-6. Bears win. They're in. Maybe. Depending on what the Rams do. So the Rams are 7-5, but they own the tiebreaker. So if the Rams were to finish 10 and 6, the same as the Bears, the Rams would get in. Which means we need them to go 2 and 2 over their last couple games. So let's look here. Rams' next games, they have at home against Seattle. Need them to lose that. Then they go at Dallas. I'm going to say that's a toss up. Then they go at San Francisco. San Francisco is going to still be playing for the number one seed. They're tied with the Saints right now in record. They do own the tiebreaker, apparently. But they're both 10-2. and 2. So you're going to want that one seed. 49ers will still be having something to play for. I'm going to loss. And then you have the Cardinals. You have to assume they win that one. So we need them to lose to Seattle. San Francisco. And that Dallas game is a toss-up. It's at... It's at Dallas. Again, Dallas still something to play for. They're still trying to win their division. So that's going to be a very tough game. And then at least the Cardinals game is a division game. So I don't know. I could see it. I could see the Rams going 9-7 and seven with that remaining schedule. There's a combination of those games. I could see them losing two out of three. I could see them, you know, maybe beating Seattle at home, but also maybe going and losing to Dallas on the road and losing to 49ers on the road. Boom, 9-7. and seven. Okay. There it is. We need some help. The Bears need help. The Bears need help. But it's all laid out right there before them. This Cowboys team is struggling struggling and scuffling more than the Bears were. There's a lot of talent there. A lot of talent. But there's something going on there. They got questions. You know, Jerry Jones is taking questions on... You know, is he going to fire Jason Garrett, the head coach? Taking all kinds of questions like that. It was reported that there was screaming and shouting in their locker room after that loss against Buffalo at home. So you could be talking about a team that has some turmoil going on in that locker room. The Bears are feeling good in their locker room. In fact, Club dub a couple weeks in a row. Getting their party on. So they gotta take care of business. Thursday night at Soldier Field, 8.20 start time. Bears and Cowboys. Cowboys defense has been what I would say is disappointing, to say the least. maybe the Bears can take advantage. I think the defense is gonna be able to hold their own in that game. Not sure what Amari Cooper, if he's gonna be available yet. He uh, took a shot to the knee against Buffalo. So we'll see if he's available to go. If not, that's obviously a big advantage for the Bears. But it's a home game, it's Thursday night. I really hope the Bears are wearing some orange unis. I think that'd be awesome. Bust out the oranges. It's supposed to be cold. Dallas doesn't seem to like cold very much. See if Trubisky can keep progressing. thing with Trubisky, he's going to put the Bears in a funny spot if he can continue to show improvement through these next four games. It's one thing to have better games against the Giants and the Lions, but if he starts having some of these you know, same type of games against Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, and Vikings, ugh, then maybe the narrative in the offseason changes. Then maybe you're, you're bringing Trubisky back. They still have to bring somebody back to compete with them next year, whether it's drafting a quarterback or signing a free agent. Somebody's got to be. There's got to be some kind of competition. There's got to be another quarterback. If he's not going to work out that this team can go to, And still compete and try to win games. You have to bring in somebody else that's competent. Chase Daniel is fine for a backup quarterback. But he's only going to spell you a couple games. And you don't want to put his whole season on him. So you got to bring somebody in. But look, guys, I would love to be wrong on this whole narrative with Trubisky. I would love nothing more than to have the light bulb go off for this kid. And have him all of a sudden turn into what maybe they thought he looked like he could be when they drafted him second overall. Because if that happens, then we have our quarterback. Of course I'm pulling for Trubisky. I'm tired of living in this quarterbackless no-man's land that the Bears have been in for my entire life. Tired of it. So I'm pulling for the kid. It only helps the Bears. It only helps the Bears. I'm pulling for the Bears I'm not rooting for Trubisky to be bad the one thing I said when I was rooting for Trubisky to be bad was just don't tease us don't make this decision harder if you're gonna stink just go ahead and stink it makes it so much easier to rip the band-aid off if you just stink if he has these games where it's like oh well he showed a lot of potential he did throw for 400 against the Vikings in the last game of the, game of the season. He did finish out the year going 300 yards in every single game. Man, that makes it really hard. But if you're going to show that improvement, then be that guy. Be one of them. If you're going to show improvement, you got to be that quarterback now consistently moving forward. If you're going to stink, then you just stay stinky so they can just get rid of you and move on as a franchise. He's just making the decision harder. So, look, if he's going to be good, if he's going to show potential, then keep growing. Keep getting better. Keep improving. And obviously, any Bears fan is going to live with that. But you start showing that potential and you go back to sucking again, ooh. Nope. That's what we can't have. It's only time to put your big boy pants on and start moving forward. Be the guy they thought you could be. You start to see him in that Lions game start to look like a real quarterback. Playing with some confidence, moving some pieces around. Making some nice throws, smiling out there. The kids had the weight of the world on his shoulders. The team has been struggling and everybody knows he's the reason why. He's what's holding this Super Bowl caliber defense back from being able to possibly even get to the playoffs this year everybody knows that's a hard thing for a young kid that's a hard thing for a kid to go through that's what comes with the territory i don't feel bad for him he's getting paid a lot of money but that doesn't change the fact that he's still a kid he's still a pretty young guy and having the weight of the world on your shoulders like that can make, how, make it pretty hard to go out there and perform at a high level. So if he can turn that mental corner and just kind of let it go and just start go playing football, just start go throwing the ball around, don't worry if you throw that interception. Yeah, it looked horrible, it was a bad interception, but whatever. You're able to come back later in the game and go on a nine play 90 yard drive to close out a win. That's what they need from you. Short memory. Close off the outside noise. That's how you do this. That's how the best players get it done. Obviously the outside noise isn't as much of a problem if you play well. So that's the first step. Just start playing well. You'd be surprised how much people like you then. People are gonna hate your guts when you're you're holding the team back. Everybody knows what this team's capable of being. Everybody knows it. So just play well. And he's doing that. I'm excited for Thursday's game. I'm excited that I can still be excited about Bears games. Whatever. We're 6 and 6. This this season has felt horrible. And they're 6 and 6. It feels like we're 2 and 10 or 3 and 9. That's how this season has felt. They could be ten and two, easy, easily could be ten and two right now. Nine and three, no problem. Eight and four, you're two plays away from eight and four. Two stupid plays away from eight and four. And this this offense has been horrible. And they're two plays away from eight and four. So if they can just pick it up. If they could somehow, let's throw this out there. If they could somehow turn into the Bears team that we thought they were going to be and not the Bears team that they've been so far this year. But if all of a sudden things just clicked for this offense and we're starting to see it happen more consistently, just a little bit more consistently each game, if, if they could just get back to being what we thought they'd be, Just an average offense with this defense. Because they've been abysmal. If they can just be an average offense, there's no reason why they can't win these last four games. If they're the team that we thought they were going to be. That's the key here. That's the key. That's the key. They just have to get back to being average. Average. They lost to the Packers... By seven, they scored three points. They lost that game ten to three. We already beat the Vikings sixteen to six. Kirk Cousins doesn't want any of this defense. Kirk Cousins doesn't want to play the Bears. Kirk Cousins is horrible against the Bears. This Cowboys team's falling apart, and the game's at home. And then you got the Chiefs at home, and we've seen their defense. I'm not worried about them dropping a 40-piece on us. Our defense isn't going to let them run up the score like that. So as, as daunting as the schedule looks for the team that we saw in that four-game losing streak, if they can be the team from the first four games and the last couple games, there's no reason why they can't possibly go out and win all these games. Is it likely? Again, no, absolutely not. I'm not trying to be that homer guy. I'm just saying, it's possible. It is possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And it starts this Thursday at Soldier Field in primetime against the Cowboys. And if anything, just beat the Cowboys and I'll be happy because I can't stand the Cowboys. I want to thank you all for joining me on this episode of Balls Don't Lie. Where the balls roll, bounce, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. Later, dudes.